0: So hey guys, welcome to Warriors of Truth. This is Derek and I'm here with John. Hey. And Grant. Hello. And we are here
1: to talk about what? We're here to talk about men's stuff today. Men's stuff? (laughs) All right, women. Listen up. We're we're here to make us better men. That's what we're trying to do, make us all better men. Uh, But no, so our first episode was our identity. It's kind of the big umbrella. Yeah. If we don't embrace our identity, who God says we are, and live our lives according to that, we're never going to be able to display the masculine traits. All right. Um, So this week we're going to talk about the number one truth that we as men, or everybody, but we as men should be believing. Um, We shared that there's four pillars that's, that's going to hold our roof up, untruths that we should believe so today we're going to talk about the first truth the most important truth and that is living to glorify God
2: living to glorify God all right
1: have a fun game to trick you guys out. Oh, man. You guys didn't know anything about the slogans? It's It's better than the trivia. I'm just glad we're not
2: doing more trivia. That would suck.
1: Well, it it, it is a trivia question. Okay, fair enough. But I think Derek needs to have us pray for. Or Derek needs to pray first. Yeah, we're gonna need some prayer again. Oh wait, yeah, wait, wait. Again, we are facilitating. Oh, okay. this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're facilitating. This is, this is your baby, so you. You, you, you,
3: <laughs> you, uh, you got it. You got it. I have. I'm not scared to pray. I'm a man. Oh <laughs> my Dear
0: God, thank you for just being awesome. Uh, thank you for an awesome time of fellowship and just being able to dig into what does a real man look like. What are real characteristics and what are real traits of of what it means to be a man. And and thank you for setting up um, what, what our identity looks like as an example in Jesus. Um, just allow us to grow in you and to allow you to guide our paths. And it's in your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Um, so, the question
3: oh.
1: is, how do we Describe glory, or how do you describe glory?
2: Guts and glory. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was thinking the glory days, you know, like
2: oh brother, you and your songs. I think you you think of I don't know, like uh, glory, like winning, like uh, I, I, yeah. I don't know, like, like it, it can easily be like. Like oh look at them in all their glory
0: like I I don't know like I you know, like know. the champions are like
2: yeah hey,
3: there you the go
1: champions
0: you know yeah that's wow. what glory is right
1: Hey, you asked
3: you, you opened the can of opened the
1: <laughs> <new> <laughs> well I mean if we're gonna talk about glorifying having lives that glorify God. Don't we first need to we know want what to glory means? win for don't Jesus. We, don't we first so need we to know what glory means? Well,
2: come on, Webster, let's go.
1: Uh, well, yeah. I don't know if this is from okay, Webster. I mean, let me look up okay, Webster. Okay, yeah, look up Webster's and mm-hmm. then I'll tell you what the glossary in one of my Bibles says.
2: Probably <laughs> different than Webster. We could probably Urban Dictionary. All right, this is too. actually Oxford, too. So okay. That
1: uh, That's close the same enough? thing. That's Fair
0: probably enough. better. It's Sub-part. from England, so. <laughs> <At> sub <Sub-part>. high <laughs> renown or honor. won by notable achievement Honor won by notable achievements. Yes, or renown. Hmm. Renown or honor won by notable achievements. So I don't there's like no like, magnificence pos- or great beauty. So
2: notable achievements that could be positive or negative, depending on which way you want it to be, right? Yep. So there, there's really no no uh, uh, moral skew or a moral gauge on uh, glory. You
0: could be a a, a villain and be in glory, true. Especially because they think they are um, to take pride or pleasure in is is another
1: way of should okay. we be having pride? Doesn't God tell us to be humble? Yes and no. We mm-hmm. can get into that. We can. We, we can, but that's for another. Well, let's 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 see what the Not glossary. Today, let's see what the <laughs> glossary says in my Bible about what glory is. Glory, great honor, praise, and thanksgiving. Offered in worship, splendor, and majestic beauty. So, So how was some of those trickle in there? There's some of the words that were the same, but, um, oh, there's other definitions after
0: I clicked on more. (laughs) There's (laughs) There's usually praise, worship, and thanksgiving offered to a deity.
1: (laughs) you You know,
0: well, we know it should only be one. Well, this one's fun. A luminous ring or halo. What? Especially as depicted around the head of Jesus Christ or a saint.
1: Okay. Wow. So, I like the e-
2: even a secular dictionary brings spiritual stuff into it. Sure. Kind of interesting. Yeah. It is.
1: I. I with a lot of this stuff I have ask you a question to describe something all mine's going to come from the glossary of a Bible just because that's the way I want to go well, that's or that's, why I, feel, that's why I feel God's taking
2: us yeah. um,
1: it'll keep us grounded because
2: meanwhile we're going to have Webster and Oxford following deities and everything else
1: well, and then they go off course because they haven't embraced their identity. And they're trying to go with everybody else's identity. And they they add words and change meanings of words that are just, I think, are stupid.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Tell us how you
1: really feel. All okay. right. Okay. No, we don't want to do that. So where's this really rabbit trail taking us?
0: Yeah, what, what, what okay, so what's okay, your... Okay, so,
1: so I have another question.
0: Oh, but you didn't answer. You? I haven't. did.
1: My answer was the one I gave with the well, glossary. I I I told you I blacked out for a moment. Sorry. Didn't I say that I'm going to use the? What's your question? Okay, so let's let's start off. What is your number one priority? Taking care of my family.
2: What is it supposed to be? Where do we fall no, short? No, 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 where no, no, no. do we not? Like, not where is what, it supposed to be yet? What is what your is actual your, right now?
1: Number one. What priority? is your number one priority?
0: We're getting we're getting personal here. Trying yes. to make it through this podcast uh, because, with you <laughs> <laughs> well, two.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: You gotta, well. Okay, so whose just, idea was two podcasts in one day? <laughs> we can only point to one person. <laughs> the, the Lord, the man running the show. Jesus <laughs> okay, I don't mind. Jesus. all right. right. So what are our what are my priorities?
1: Well, I mean, so again. like we did with the first episode we talked about where society got it wrong or whatever so i'm pretty sure with us we're in discipleship together correct um and so we we've discussed this stuff so we know the church answer but what about the guy who's out there who's listening Mm -hmm. who's trying to figure out and he's like okay so last time you guys talked about my identity i got it Yep. now what's this look like so and he may not be having the church answer, my family, or, you know, to well, glorify I don't think, God I don't or whatever. I do think
0: that, that my family is the number one well, no. answer, I well, mean, like the, the church right. answer even. Right, but yeah. so
1: if if we're already living our number one priority, which we'll get into what it should be. Okay. Either we're not, or so let's just discuss what what's society mm-hmm. pointing as our number one identity, or are we not living? doing it ourselves. So the question is, what is your number one priority? Yep. It may be not fair asking you to get us started off to discover where we're getting this wrong. Why is it not fair? Because we've been doing life together. Ah. That's why. Fair and we've fair. discussed this before. Okay. All of us have, have discussed this before, have we not? <laughs> well, yeah, but
2: our listeners. So, so, all right, so, I'll, I'll so lay... let's
1: think about our listeners and those who may not be living... And embracing their identity right
2: All now. All right, I'll lay out my priorities. I, I have three priorities, and these are the things that I, ba- uh, I battle. Not battle. Some days I battle. <laughs> I, I <laughs> juggle, right? Yeah. Okay, I juggle family, church, and work. So I run a welding business. Uh, I have a family. I have a blended family, five kids, and uh, church involved with a little bit of everything podcasting uh, I run the safety team and somehow or another I've gotten my nose in a little bit of everything and <laughs> have fun doing a little bit of everything and this is the one
0: thing you're not allowed to pull out of yeah no, uh, no, discipleship is no pod- the one yeah, thing you're yeah, not allowed the, to pull out uh, yeah, okay the, there's two you, things you figure <laughs> discipleship,
2: podcasting, safety team Sunday mornings like, uh, oh, my wife and I are facilitating a parenting class that's fun So, you know, so those are, but those three things, those are the three things that I'm constantly juggling. So the priorities, I really try to like lay out, okay, it's 168 hours in a week, figure out how much you sleep and then divide out everything else and figure out where it lies. Meanwhile, like I've got to make sure that I take care of my own health and my general sanity.
0: Yeah. uh, That was something you challenged me with um, recently. Was you got 160, what 168? Is that what you yeah, 168 now. 168 week. hours in a week. What are you doing with them? You know, like, and I sleep about six hours a night. So that's 42 is off of that, right? Yeah, so you're down to 124. So, but when you're you start 4. looking into yeah, something like that. So the other stuff, you you really find, okay, I see where my priorities are. Yeah. Mm. You know, like. So doing churchy stuff was one of my answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do ten ish hours a week. Mm-hmm. A minimum of ten hours a week, uh, doing that. And then D and D, Dungeons and Dragons, I do also ten hours a week. Although it's <laughs> that's a maximum internet. of he ten hours a week yeah. like, versus the the minimum of ten like, hours for the churchy that. stuff. But like
2: you don't you probably doesn't feel like you're doing D and D that no, much, no. but you probably feel like you are spending your entire life at church, right?
0: <laughs> no, I, no I I don't. I, don't. I okay. mean, not at least not anymore. I mean, I used to feel that way when I worked here and volunteered here, same time. I mean, that's that's messy. But yeah, uh messy. No, I mean, I just feel like this is just another part of doing life, though. So so for me, and that's not counting podcasts. So that that was not including podcast. Um, but just for me, like, okay, so I really like playing D anD. D -hmm. And building the relationships in which, or have been built through those, through that, and then the church stuff. Those are my two main priorities. I mean, and you found
2: community through that. A ton of. It's not like you're you're doing riding solo through all of it. Like you have friends, and no different than this. Like we have a good time producing these podcasts. it's a lot of fun, and we grow in the midst of it. Absolutely. All right. Does that answer your priority question here, Guy? For you. Oh, fair enough.
1: All right. So to go off the whole 160, what, 68 hours in a week, is that what you said? Yeah, 168. So I challenged a discipleship group um, because we were discussing this topic, actually. And, you know, everyone has usually has... An answer when you say, hey, you would you like to join a discipleship? You're being, oh, I don't have time. I'm doing this and I'm doing this. So <laughs> I, I brought up, I said, well, so why don't, why don't we do this challenge? So let's see how much time you really have. Okay. How much time are you actually putting into God? <laughs> so like a budget, we're supposed to, when we're starting off a budget and we go see, a, they say, hey, for the next week,
3: mm-hmm.
1: write everything down. Yep. And how much it costs you. So every soft drink you buy, write it. Every candy bar, write it, write it. So I was like, why don't you journal your day okay, and where you put all your time, <laughs> this poor everything. Is so <laughs> exhausting. Um, I went to the bathroom 15 minutes or however long. Yeah, I mean, yeah, But yeah. record it. Okay. And then, then for a week you go back and say, okay, how much time did I actually put into God for the week? And do I really, am I really too busy to not do something that God's asked me to do?
0: I have the number of hours that <laughs> are unaccounted for. <laughs> I, I I have 35 hours missing in a week. Can I explain? Right? So you,
2: this all <laughs> started. Is this you
0: that he's talking uh, about? No. No, 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 no. no so no. this okay.
2: this all started, okay? But this is funny so how it went So I'm way. in the middle of, I started welding at like 6 a.m., Derek texts me at whatever time. Now, meanwhile, I got I got Tony Robbins on, like uh, unleash the power within. I am like jamming, right? I am burning, I'm welding, I'm like hundred miles an hour, sweat pouring. And what does Derek do? Derek texts me and say, "Hey, dude, I I reached all my hours for this week, and they they said I didn't have to come in today. I've got a free day." And I was like. Bah, what do you mean you got a free day? What are you gonna do with your free day? Are you gonna make your free day are you gonna allow it to be fruitless? Like what are you gonna do with it? <laughs> and I just like totally went on a little rant. Maybe it was you're... the it was probably the
0: best <laughs> part of my day. Like it it set the day off in the right direction. <laughs> he
2: think. texted me back. I need this. I was like, oh, all right, fair enough. I <laughs> I, no, no,
0: I needed that, what you said, not the free day, but the, yeah, the, yeah. the I, I believe
1: did. that was Friday too. It, it was and totally after we Friday. had to got done getting up at four or five o'clock in the morning, well, yeah. okay. so we could start our discipleship group at was, uh-huh. six before you know I think it's yeah, 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 that's
3: what
2: it was exactly. And then, So then of course, like, so then the fires lit, because you know, you, you know, you lit a fire with Derek. If you start getting text messages oh, and yes. slacks and messages and this and all that, all about like, podcast stuff starts flying around and (laughs) you know he's 100 miles an hour
0: (laughs) dude i i actually accomplished a whole lot that day like just little things that i needed to close some loose ends or whatever uh open up (laughs) other ends i don't know like it was um i got to have lunch with my wife like it was it was you told
2: her that you quit your job
0: (laughs) (laughs) i did i told her i quit my job she (laughs) had a heart attack it
2: was the best (laughs) good job Alright. Yeah, it's
1: always fun to put so all yeah, right. it kinda answers. I mean
2: What more do you want here,
1: guy? No, no. <laughs> so then what's th- the right this answer? Is, this is all good. Well what's, uh, what's the correct answer yeah, then? You go. got our answers. Okay. Well the correct answer is we can go to Matthew twenty two thirty seven. I'm working on it. We'll let we'll, we'll let the leader of the pack read it. It'll take me longer to get back to my notes. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Twenty-two, thirty-seven. He tells us what our number one priority is. Jesus be. replied, "Love the Lord your God
0: with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind." This is the greatest commandment. That's thirty-eight. You said
1: thirty-seven. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead and read thirty thirty-eight two then, if you want to. Be okay, honest. this is the first and greatest commandment. Okay, is that better? Yep, that's good. Okay. That's good. That's good. So, loving God with all of us, um, in my in my study Bible, the term "with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind" meant with everything you had, all of you. Okay, not just your heart, not just your mind, but all of you, the complete person. So. Derek's got to
2: spare 35 hours. I do. <laughs> he does. I got to so, figure out where those 35 so
1: hours. So your are. excuse can no longer be, "I don't have time for that." Right. Oh, I know. I, I only shared that little thing. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you really don't have time to mm-hmm. do discipleship or just to, to pray or to read your Bible, then record where your time is going <laughs> yeah. and prove to yourself. That you don't have the time. Figure because out what I'm you priest. need to
0: cut because you exactly. you need to have time for discipleship. Look, that's you know what if, if this is a, a men's podcast, like we're gonna be tough on men, this because that's that's what we need. And you, if you're not in a men's discipleship group, I wonder if you're growing in Christ at all.
1: Woo, breach it. I, I, so I have I have been told that my passion can come across as a conviction. And not a not a loving way, but this discipleship is the most important thing because it is helping me live to glorify God. It is yeah. helping me to put God first. So I was asked if if, if I was asked to give up everything but one thing. It's like serving in a church. You can only do one thing. If God came and said, you can only do one thing in the church, that's all I want you to do, Mm -hmm. what would you pick? And I would pick discipleship. I would give up everything else. I'd give up working with the kids. I would give up uh, being an elder in training. I'd give up all that. But I can't give up discipleship. Yeah, because I, I think it is the most vital part for any church, not just for the men's ministry, but every member of the church needs to be in discipleship.
0: Grant got me hooked on a on a podcast um, the other day. I can't remember what it's called. Something it's unfair leadership.
2: advantage right the, but uh,
0: their actual podcast is something else uh, i've I've gone uh, beyond that Radiant so. church yeah it's a Radiant church podcast so Ar- so Aaron Burke up one of the things that they said hopefully on he there, listens to this one day that'd be pretty yeah cool. that'd be cool uh, maybe i should just call him give him a call um, he's pretty pumped up yeah he 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 seems pretty open too to yeah. a lot of stuff so um <laughs> but one of the things that i heard on there was they were talking about one of the the, the they looked at across the board all of the major evangelists and preachers and televangelists and all that stuff that have been just prominent in the last however many years that have had moral failures, large moral failures, um, and came crashing and burning. And the one thing that was rang true in all of them was they quit having accountability. Hmm. Which comes through discipleship in
1: that nuts though mm, that like, is, it's that just is like, crazy that is it, crazy it, it's totally wild but i mean so but you can look at all these men's ministries or stuff that they call like men's ministries. so you look at the promise keepers
3: hmm.
1: where are they at they're they, only video now aren't they <laughs> they did well for a while they weren't they weren't even there oh really so i mean th- they were good you would go uh so for it when when i first heard about it they were every other year in atlanta so I would make it a point to go to the Phillips Arena. I think it was the Omni at the time, but the big sports arena. And you'd have all these men from around Georgia come in here. Awesome. 60,000 men maybe in one spot. We're getting worship. We're getting a weekend, Friday night, all day Saturday. It's good. The problem is that we go back to our churches. There's nothing. Hmm. The churches didn't have in place anything. So No follow-up there's no follow-up so what happened to promise keepers they faded away for quite a while and now they're coming back and they figured well it is cheaper and we can hit as much if not more people just via video video feed so we can do it in one spot yeah and keep doing it here we don't have to rent the venue out and we can give everybody what they need and still give guest speakers okay it's good but still with men's ministries we focus on the events and not the ministry.
2: I no. think think the events are still important. You still build community. However, you can't do events in lieu of discipleship. Discipleship right. has to be a constant. That grinding, ironing, sharpening iron, th- those things have to happen. And that, that's how you're going to create the leaders that are ultimately going to uh, lead In the church, every man that walks through that front door is not going to step up as a leader or volunteer in a leadership position of some sort within the church. It's not going to happen. However, you can help, and they might be leaders in their career, in different areas of their life. That doesn't mean that we can't instill the, the values, the Christian values in them to help them Go out into this world and be leaders, uh, Christian leaders, and with Christian values. That doesn't mean that all of them might step up to be leaders within the church, though. Um,
1: no, you know. I mean— So I totally agree I, with you. I just you. think too too often, though, these men's ministries, mm-hmm. they forget the ministry part. Yeah. there's So they do these things. They bring these guys in. They plan these— hunting events or whatever, things that will attract guys. So they do these things and they bring them in. Yeah. But where's the spiritual growth for the guy? Where's the other stuff? We forget the ministry part. So my goal right now for our church is to build the ministry. Yeah. And then once the ministry is in place, let's— do these events let's bring these guys in because if we have the ministry in place these new guys that coming in and are experiencing the event they can instantly plug in with some groups and some guys and start growing beyond the event that they went to absolutely um
2: that's a good point
1: and i and, and that's it i i don't want to forget about the events but for years All I've seen and been part of is events, events, events. And they focus on the event part. Hey, we got to do these things. we got to reach out to the people. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but what are we doing after we reach out to the people? So I'm just trying to do something a little different. Let's build a ministry. Let's put growth for men in place so when these new people come in, they can instantly get plugged in and they can start growing. And they're not just coming for the event. I mean, I've just, for too long...
2: It makes sense. We've I had
1: events, you. and that's all the people show up to. Yeah. So if we can get enough guys in the church whose lives are changing through discipleship, now they're going to encourage these guys to come to the events, but they're also going to be encouraging them, let's be part of the ministry. Let's let's do what's really uh, changed my life.
0: So Jesus, um, after he, he had died and, and been resurrected, He came to his disciples and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So I don't know if there's an order of importance or not, but the very first thing he said was, Go and make disciples.
1: Um... Well, wasn't Which, that the last thing he said, really? Before he left, so after he died and rose again, before he was ascending, the the last commandment he gave to his guys were go and make disciples. Well, he said
0: he told them three things to do. He said, go and make disciples, baptize people, and teach them to obey everything I commanded right. you, right? And the very first thing he starts that last commandment with, right, because that's one the right. great commission or whatever, um, the very thing he starts off with is go make disciples, right? And... And they all knew that discipleship making wasn't something where you go and tell somebody about exactly. Jesus or whoever you're following, and then you go and tell somebody else, then you go and tell somebody else. They knew it was it what was, Jesus was doing. You you did life with them until they got it enough to where they're they're kicking, yep. and then you let them loose to do the same thing, right? Um, I mean, Paul, look at Paul going
1: from from place to place to place, Can starting I stop you churches. For a minute? Yep. I don't want to get too far ahead of our episodes. because this is i know i mean i mean we we did start this way but we need to get back why are we here we're trying to discuss a life that glorifies god which is ultimately the most important thing we're going to come back to good Good. we want the guys to come back and listen because discipleship building more men or like i say building more knights is one of the truths that we're going to discuss so we'll go into deeper detail about building disciples um so, yeah, we we got a little off a of rabbit trail, which discipleship is a, is, no, is a priority, people, yeah. should be a priority in our life, but it's ultimately going to help. So, going back, glorifying God comes back to what Jesus said is the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Um, hmm. But what's this look like? And where do we start to do that? I mean we hear it it's the greatest commandment every church oh what's the greatest commandment almost every kid can quote can quote sure. oh, love the lord your god okay but in practical sense what does this look like how do we do this or where do we start where does it all begin to live this kind of life did hmm. you guys got anything to
2: i thought that was a rhetorical question no it's actually a question <laughs> You ask I a mean, lot of questions. I mean, so yeah, I do ask <laughs> a lot of questions
1: because it gets our minds. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the guys listening are asking this too. Okay, I hear it; they hear it. It's not something. This verse is not something that you haven't heard. It's a. But, it's a. But what does it look like? What's it look like in your life? It's. It's. It's something that a lot of people shy
0: away from because they see the negative connotation to it, and, and you got it written on your little paper here. But it's discipline. Discipline is a is really important, right? <laughs> it is. Like it's seriously like it. Yeah. That is that is what it looks like. It's it's discipline, and discipline is not is not always the butt swat, mm-hmm. right? But it's the the self butt swat, right? It's the okay, keeping myself in check knowing that this is what I need to be doing and keeping the eye on the prize and, and making that the priority, right? S- switching your priority over to whatever, whatever the thing is that is supposed to be your priority, you know, instead of letting yourself rabbit trail in life. Right. Grant, you got anything to say? Or add All on.
2: right, so any given day, each one of us make thousands and thousands and thousands of choices right like we chose what color underwear we're going to put on this morning yep right we chose which shoes whether you brush your teeth for 30 seconds 1 minute or not at all whether what you had for breakfast how much cream you put in the coffee like right like thousands every single thing clear down to the words coming out of my minute, my mouth at this very moment right we have that many opportunities to decide what we're living for. So at any given moment, we can choose what we look at, right? Like we, we have a choice of what we look at. Stuff pops into our mind, absolutely. Oh my do you dwell on it? Are you dwelling on the right things? Are you? Do you have a half cup empty or half cup full? Like, I believe that God gives us a whole lot of promise for a whole lot of future. He doesn't uh, say that it's going to be smooth and everything's going to be great. But do you have a positive outlook on life or a negative one, right? Do you choose to uh, see God's light and God's provision? Or do you take that meal for granted, you know? Like, everything that we do, and it's wicked hard as Americans because we're constantly just bombarded with buy the newest, the greatest, the uh, yeah. life will be easier, uh, you'll find peace in this, you'll find like all of these false, uh, uh, false claims of where you're going to find uh, calm and peace and uh, you'll feel good and it'll be happy and I mean the reality is God tells us like if, if, w- if we're locked on him, we will find all of those things without anything external so I think it really comes down to the choices that we're making. Are they glorifying to God or not? We have thousands of decisions to make every day. How do we parent? How do we, how do we look at our wives? Are, are we uplifting to them? Are we, are we elevating them? Or are we just taking them for granted and not pouring into them? Are, are we just punishing our kids or are we actually spending the time to truly discipline them and teach them what discipline is? Punishing them is, is one thing, but teaching them is what we're called to do. We're, we're, we're called to teach them, but we have those decisions to make every day. And I think through your decisions, how you carry yourself, how your, you live out your life will show you very, very quickly, whether the man that you look at in the mirror every single morning, whether you're living to glorify God or whether you're living to glorify yourself.
0: I really like the, you brought up the, are you, do you look at life as a glass half full or glass half empty? Um, and if we're Christians, scripture tells us we, sh- we should look at it as the cup is overflowing, mm-hmm. right? Because that's what, that's what the Lord poured. <laughs> Whoa. Whew. That's what the Lord pours into us, man. Like that's that's like, He is the one in control of all of it. That's where our hope comes from. And and He's yeah, He's pouring it into us. I mean, uh, Psalm twenty three. I mean, tells us that He He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil, and our uh, our cup it overflows. And so like, what if our what if our mentality was not that you know, pessimist glass half empty, or even the 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 optimist whose glass is half full, but it's a, a living, living as though the Lord is my abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's 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 so much my cup is so full that it's overflowing, so you can't help but like pour
1: into others, yeah. Um, and to have that kind of discipline. Mm-hmm. I think it has to start in our hearts. Mm. I mean, Jesus started the greatest commandment with with all your heart mm-hmm. and then soul and mind. Um, and in Matthew, there's a part where he's talking to the Pharisees, and he calls them a bro- brood of vipers. He says, you don't know what good is because there's no good in your heart. You can't say what is good because it's not in your heart having that discipline that you, that both of you talked about is going to start with what's in our hearts because what is in our hearts will come out absolutely uh, we can't live to glorify god and when i say that it's not just how we're treating our families or the people our church. it's every day everything we're doing um even when people aren't around us Mm -hmm. are we glorifying god in our own cars when we're commuting back and forth to work or or are Mm we yelling at the person or wanting to flick that person off that just cut us off Mm -hmm. uh oh they don't know me i don't go to church with them so who, (laughs) who knows but is that glorifying god um is the way you play Just having fun and playing. Is it glorifying God? Or is that oh, well, I I don't mean anything. It's just an excuse so I can play differently. No, Mm. we don't have that privilege. If God is truly in our hearts, then he's going to come out. in everything we do, everything we say, our attitudes, our actions, it's all going to display what's in our heart.
2: So I started doing something every morning. So I I leave the house around 530 or so, and obviously it's still dark. And so my truck at traffic lights, my headlights, when they're on low, I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. They shine directly at the... <laughs> <laughs> The the height of a mirror, uh, rearview mirror, car mirror, whatever. So whoever's in front of me is absolutely getting blasted out of every one of their mirrors. It is refracting and just blind. So I've started turning my lights off every morning. And I wish that I could be like, you're welcome. Like, you're welcome. I hear you. I understand that you hate me. I'm sorry that you hate me. I'm trying to be kind and show a little kindness. I'm going to shut off my lights so that I don't blind you. I know that's stupid, but
1: I'm one of those guys that will <laughs> flash my lights because uh-huh. I, my, most of my commute is a two-lane highway uh, yeah, in the so middle of the cooked in, in the middle of the Everglades. Yeah. So I'll get these trucks that are just blinding me, just yeah. regular pickup yeah. trucks like yours, uh-huh. and it's just blinding <laughs> me. And I'm like, you got your stinking lights on, brights on. I flip, I flashed my brights and then all of a sudden they like oh yeah and it flashed <laughs> there and now I'm really blinded. It's like I just got a blinding flash. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I can't see for 15 seconds that. while I'm driving. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm one of those guys who like Sorry. You can't turn your lights off <laughs> uh, knowing that it's uh, yeah. You're just trying to drive to like I, am. I know that's but n- a total side.
0: So, so the the we're talking about discipline like right.
2: You're burning away pretty hard over there on that computer. Where are you finding? I know, it? right? What'd so, like,
0: I'm, I'm on this whole Psalm 23 thing still. Okay. Um, and a lot of people look at look at verse 4, which is, even though I walk through the valley uh, of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. A lot of people look at that, and they pair the two together, which they do go together, um, but as, like, defensive tools. You will defend me, and you'll go ahead of me. Um, but it's interesting because a rod and a staff are our weapons to protect the flock but they're also to discipline the flock in different ways yes. mm. um and it's, it's kind of cool that it, it it brings that in and it says they comfort me because it, it, his discipline the way that he guides and prods and 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 directs us it it's comforting because it shows that he's loving us and it, it leads us to that discipline that that we we so desperately need mm-hmm
1: uh, and and okay, you're gonna say something.
2: No, you you're good. No,
1: I, no, I was gonna say, um, without that discipline, we can't do what Corinthians ten thirty one says, which is so. Whether you eat or drink or
0: whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Yeah. Um, so
2: I think something that is interesting with discipline, like we have to think about, well, what is our goal, mm-hmm. and because, okay, if 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 our goal is to, whatever, be able to do 100 push-ups, right? Like, you better be disciplined in doing push-ups every day, otherwise you're not doing 100 push-ups ever, right? Right. Like, that's going to take – like, you got to be disciplined to do it. So uh, something that I – a verse yeah, that I've always loved is um, – it's Philippians uh, 3.12, and the, the title of it is Straining Towards the Goal. Mm-hmm. So Paul's writing uh, – uh, Obviously, wrote this letter and it says, Not that I have already obtained this or I am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made it his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Uh, basically like in short like he's he's laying it out i mean paul of all people like okay i mean he's he's lived life at this point okay and he's given dedicated his life to god right and he he's saying like i haven't made it yet like i'm not here like i'm not where i want to be but we're all pressing towards that goal um I think of the bright, shiny gates. I'm excited to see them, you know, but like whatever, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I build gates. So I'm like, man, I wonder what they're made of. Oh, they're made of gold. That would be cool. That would be really hard to build gold gates, but whatever, like, you know, like we're pressing towards that prize. The, the, you know, we're not living for the prizes of this life. They are, but you know, my dirt pile might be bigger than somebody else's, but it's still just a dirt pile. It's uh, like... Came into the world with nothing, and we're leaving with nothing as well. You know, so it's it's really interesting for for Paul. Like he reminds us, like our goal is that nothing to do with this world. Mm. It is for what lies ahead, and everything that we're working for, all of our disciplines that we, we're working, the discipline we're pressing to have is not for anything here. You know. And the second that we lose that is like we're right off the path. We're you know we're missing it
1: entirely. My goal is to hear well done, good and faithful servant. (laughs) I don't care if I get a shack in heaven. I don't care. I don't care if God says here I got tents for you. I don't care. Yeah. As long as I get up there and He's done, He says well done. Well done. I just want to hear well done Mm -hmm. because then I know that's all. To me, that's all that matters. My rags were good enough for God to say well done. I, just I want gave to, you this, and you you did what I wanted you yeah. to do.
0: I just wanted to be like, oh, here I found your man card.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you where it's at. <laughs> no, I, I lost think, it. Long I, think before her. I think your wife has. I lost it. Long. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> this is true. All right, so so we we know our discipline will take us. It'll help us live a life to glorify God. Paul says it, and and we're supposed to do it in everything. Right. So that's why I said living a life, Yeah. not just, you know, living at church, not just doing those things, every single thing. We need to stop, we need to pause, and we need to mm-hmm. ask ourselves, is what I'm about to do, what I'm about to say, is it going to glorify God? Because if it doesn't, then maybe we need to rethink it. Yeah, Um good point. And And it's not just in the tough decisions. Again, it goes to every, our play, even when we play our life all of us that includes our play our work our downtime our just food no matter what What glorify god um it's it's why it's i think the number one pillar these aren't just to me they're not just numbered one because oh i just needed to put a number on it to me it's this is the most important truth that we have to understand and we have to have in our lives yeah I remember
0: think. it's also bite-sized chunks like you're not gonna be able to just jump all in head first and change everything all in one day no. like that's it's it's bite-sized chunks you little wins man like the little little wins and then you strive on for
1: the next one well yeah I mean I look at the discipline we're not gonna be able to do it without the Holy Spirit sure oh I absolutely mean, because isn't self-control a form of discipline And isn't that one of the fruits of the Spirit? It is one of the fruits of the Spirit. So, and then again, we'll go back to discipleship. We ask the hard questions to help keep us in line, to help us with the discipline. So, no, we're not sitting there, you know, hitting each other upside the back of the head. We're (laughs) sitting there, we're asking the questions. Because that's where building self-control in all of us is going to happen. When we're accountable to other people for the actions that we do, it helps us keep in line with what we're supposed to be doing um, so yeah, I mean, um, there's not a lot because again, what God has asked us to do is simple it's not it's not complicated, it's not hard, it's harder to me not to do it, but we make it easy because people are gonna look at us different, people are gonna treat us different, yeah people who don't know what we're supposed to be doing are going to say we're doing it wrong um they think they know what we should be doing when we barely know what we should be doing
2: <laughs> so so there's there's something in that and mm-hmm. i know we're kind of running running low on time here but uh mentorship so obviously i'm in d group with you but i i am interested highly, highly interested, and I've been praying about it, like, God put a mentor in my life, like, just one person, not necessarily within our church, maybe outside perspective, but a solid Christian um, to to mentor, and also a mentor for my business, uh, like, just something that's been on my mind, and really kind of striving to try to figure out some different things there, and I was so focused on myself, and worried about consuming and having a mentor, somebody lift me up. Right. And, uh, there was a, there was a guy, he's, he's a kid, he's, he's 15 and in, in our youth group that I've connected with a little bit at church here and there. And I don't know, probably a month ago, he said, Oh man, we should hang out or something, you know, get some food sometime. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Yeah, maybe so, you know, but like, be honest, like kind of blew him off. I really did. And I, I just, I, I didn't really hear him. I didn't, I didn't listen. Right. And so last Sunday he, he came up to me. I kind of gave him a little challenge. He he does make some stuff, and he made something for me, and uh, totally blew my challenge out of the water. And you know, and uh, I said that a boy, good job, like awesome. And he said, hey man, we should we should really hang out. I'm like, yeah, you know what, we we should. Let's let's get some dinner. We're gonna get some dinner Tuesday night. And the following service, I'm staying in security, so I'm standing out there solo, and I realize like oh my goodness, like, God, here you are. You just, like, laid this, th- like, he is seeking. Like, his, his dad is absent. He is looking for a mentor. I'm so worried about being mentored myself that here I've completely missed this opportunity to be a mentor. Like, just because I don't have it all together and have it all right and, like, I don't have all the answers. I can't scrope, uh, 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 uh uh, quote scripture like crazy like I can't do it but like that doesn't mean that I can't pour into him and give him some values and and pour into him where his cup is just empty like he, his dad is not there and he's trying to figure out how to be a man like and so such an op- awesome opportunity and I was able to go and so he gets in my truck I pick him up and first question how did you get to the place of doing what you do? I'm like, well, where do you want me to start? Like, we're run a small welding business. Like, I'm not, like, it's cool what I do. I love what I do. I'm passionate about it. He's like, you were born. I'm like, okay, all right, from the beginning. <laughs> and what I realized was it really ended up being my testimony. And, mm-hmm. like, it was such an awesome opportunity. So I know it was like totally no, no. I t- mean, totally tra- tangent. But regardless of where you're at at this very moment, like you don't have to have all your ducks in a row. Your life doesn't oh, have to uh, like you don't have to look like Paul and have it all together and have it this like perfect like understanding of what the Lord has in store for your life and have this you know perfect family and perfect like. I guarantee you that wherever you're at, God will meet you, and He can use you to reach others. That in, in ways that you can't even imagine until you give your life to God, and until you say, "Okay, God, what do you want me to do?" Where what door? Open some doors. Tell me what what door to go through. And I guarantee you, the doors will open. And if you are intentional and you keep your eyes where they need to be. The opportunities will present for you to influence others, you know, whether younger or older, regardless, younger in the faith to to push forward.
0: And if you're brand new to the faith, you have something that those who don't have the faith have. have Absolutely. Have, a right? hunger. You, a well, hunger. Not just that, but like, you you know the truth. You, yeah. You, you've got the gospel. Yeah. You have Jesus now. Yeah. yeah. Like, tell them that much. You know what I mean? Like, tell the next person that much and see where it goes. You know, like, you have the ability to do that. You may not know anything else, but that Jesus died for for you because you couldn't reconcile yourself. Yep. And th- that's the gospel, man. And like, you that's, have that feeling.
2: You know how that feels to right? be forgiven. That feeling alone, like, even, you know, those of us that have been saved for a long time, it's... Like there's something that still hits you when you see somebody get baptized, mm. regardless of whether you've been a Christian all your life or not, when you see that happen and you see somebody just unashamedly go get d- dunked in a pool <laughs> like <laughs> warm or cold or whatever like it, but they're on fire, and it it ignites that fire inside you, and man, if it doesn't, I would really i i I would mm. suggest you do some reflecting, really get back to the roots of like why you came to the faith and, you know, kind of um, rediscovered, I guess. I don't know.
1: I go back to your to your story with the mentoree. Yeah. And um, it inspires me because I see the closer you're getting, and maybe it's with the help of discipleship because other guys are helping you focus more. Absolutely. Or, but so the closer you're getting – the whole verse where it says, you know, God knows what we need to be praying. He knows our, our moans and our groans, but you were praying for God to bring a mentor to mm. your life, not a mentor. <laughs> yeah. And God was like, but you're ready to be the mentor. And I'm going to bring the one to you that I, that, that now you can mentor. Yeah. And it's just so good that now you are able to see that. Yeah. And uh, just the growth you're having allowed you to, Say, yeah, this might not have been a prayer I was praying. Well, it was. It, <laughs> yes. it really was the yeah. prayer. God knew what you were really saying, and he knew what you needed, yeah. not what you were asking for. And it's just so good because that only happens when we're truly trying to live this life out, when we're truly trying to embrace our identity, live a life that glorifies God. We're going to set those disciplines up. So is discipleship easy? Do you want to get up extra early and go spend two hours at Dunkin'. Well, maybe at Dunkin' Donuts you would. But. I look forward to my two donuts <laughs> and, coffee. and coffee. I got a bagel this week. It was terrible. Yeah, was, I was like, why did you get a I bagel? You know, usually was, get donuts. It was so food. Don't you usually foolish. get the cream-filled kind, too? Yeah, I get Boston cream. I, I know. the regular cream. I know. So, yeah. but, yeah, I, I mean, but how many people want to do that every week? No. I mean. Especially when your day is packed in your Fridays can be really packed Good. because it's the end of the week. You don't work on the weekend. Well, and, well, sometimes. I mean, sometimes. Yes, but still, yeah. you're, you're trying to catch everything up, especially yeah. on the weekends you have your kids. Yeah. So your Friday is packed. Absolutely. You yeah. still make a commitment yep. because you see the importance of other people in your life. You see the importance of getting closer to God. Absolutely. You, you wake up. You take the discipline to be there. To help support other guys and you get supported by other guys Uh, and the same thing with you Derek you take the time to spend more time up here on a Wednesday night you don't have to your wife's not in a group your wife she has to be up here to do to watch the kids and stuff for our family night but you don't have to be up here doing discipleship right but you are and you even hold me accountable because there's times that i don't feel like coming and you're like dude we can just go get dinner we can just go hang out and yeah. get dinner and just and just talk which are some of the best because well, we're just doing like but once you're just, doing it
0: you, you feel like you need it like exactly you, you get you get but addicted to,
1: that's <laughs> that's the, to but that's the, dis- that's the discipline that comes along and we don't even know it because yeah. As we seek God and draw closer to him, we know we need to do this. So it takes discipline to make this a habit. Now it's a habit. And now you can't live without it. Right. I can't live without discipleship. Right. That's why I have three groups. It's not, I, again, that's why I would give everything else up. I can't give discipleship mm-hmm. up because it is what has brought me to the point of this. So to close, I guess that's where we're at. Where did you have some yeah, where
0: I Yeah, I, I definitely want to get to those questions. Yep.
1: Oh, okay, you wanna share what, <coughs> just ask the questions. the questions that are yeah. shared in discipleship, yep, yeah, I can definitely do that I at got least that. the key ones, yep,
0: and then um, and then land this thing,
1: yeah, so th- these are some of the questions that we ask in discipleship. We don't get through them all every time, but we get through the important ones the first two at least um yeah <laughs> I, I did uh so I did share the striving spiritually and mentally on uh, the first episode, um. Another one we'd like to ask is, is there anything on the throne of your heart other than God? Have you put anything else first? Is, are you living for anything else other than God at this point? Um, this is important. Have you noticed the opportunities God has put in front of you? And who is that one person you're praying for? Look, where to go and build disciples? That doesn't mean that we just stay with the discipleship group we are. I mean, that takes sharing the gospel. We all have to do that so God's gonna put these opportunities if we're drawing closer to him we're gonna be able to notice those opportunities so we need to be taking advantage of them and we need to be challenged are you noticing the opportunities that God's putting in front of you and is there something that is there someone that you're praying for who can get a relationship with Jesus Christ because isn't that mean that's what it's ultimately about Um, we shared how are you doing it loving and leading your family Um, Where's your heart with other relationships? Or how are you doing in the other relationships? Church, work, um, you work mainly by yourself, but, I mean, you do have clients and stuff. Yeah, I do. with customers um, constantly. So, yeah, uh, it, it may not be as much interaction as Derek and I would have. Uh, Derek even has more than I. I think you even have more than I. I'm on an island by myself half the time, when I'm <laughs> at, but that's okay. But how are we doing with the other relationships? Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got to lead our families, but... We still have people at church, people we meet in the store. Those are all a form of relationship. Absolutely. So, how are we doing with those? Um, are you living a life that others see Christ in you? This is where come to <laughs> glorify God is important. The things we say, the things we do, everything out there are—is people seeing you that drive? Christ is in you? <laughs> yes. Uh, of course, they don't hear what we're saying in our car, no. but we can easily retaliate and cut people off. But no, I mean, people have got to see <laughs> our actions, our words, and our attitude have to display Christ, His light. We got to reflect His light, and are we doing that? Um, did you have any struggles with any temptations? And how, Janet? We can ask that one. Um, we always ask, "Hey, is there a sin that we didn't ask about and you didn't confess?" that you would like to confess Hmm. it gives a second chance it it gives a second chance uh and of course it's always have all your answers been honest (laughs) because we can easily say one thing but (laughs) the closer we come to each other we know when the other person's (laughs) i'm pretty sure derek can tell when i'm not saying everything i need to be saying right um okay what just happened sorry um and then what is god doing in your life that we can praise and celebrate him for come on we got to see what's going on, and God yeah. deserves the praise. I mean, even if it's, hey, my kid listened to me this week, and we had a great week. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because we're too easy saying the negative or whatever. But we've we got to take time to praise God for the stuff he's doing, and he's doing everything. And then, of course, how can we pray and support you? So right. those are the questions we'd like to go through and we like to ask. Um, so landing this thing. You're going to hear a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about. Um, living a life that glorifies God starts in our hearts. What is in our hearts will come out in our words, our actions, and our attitudes. Practicing discipline is the only way that we will be able to glorify God in all that we do. All right, And then we'll, next episode, we'll be tending our fields. Taking care of our responsibilities. So
0: yeah. cool. And hey, guys, uh, just want to encourage you all. If you have gotten the the courage up to, to start a discipleship group, or thinking about it, or, or considering what that actually looks like, uh, go ahead and email us at thetruthresponse@gmail.com and let's talk. Let's let's we'll give you the tools that we've got and have no problem helping you get that stuff started. Uh, so. Thanks for joining us on episode two.
1: They can reach out to me at the my church email, John at risefl.com, If they have questions about discipleship, there you go, or anything like that. Either too. one, so, yep. Yeah, either either
0: one. one. We'll 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 get in contact with you and and uh, make that stuff happen. So
2: awesome! Warriors of truth, you guys are awesome.
0: <laughs> God bless. <laughs> oh. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.